Well, hello there. This is AbFab, your delicious, delightful, wonderful digital pub landlord of that lovely place called Cheshire Mantis, that digital pub. And he really is in love with himself. I am. I am. I am. And obviously, seems as though you've opened your mouth already again. Let's introduce the Raven. Say hello. Well, yes, if we have to. Good evening, gentlemen. And actually, before we go any further with any of that nonsense, me and Mr. Nichols, a.k.a. the Gazelle, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, yeah. What's that all about? Hey, we've got a complaint. Well, not a complaint. We're just going to express some vexation, to be quite frank. You two, you two, slime balls over there. You've done a little video and we weren't included in it. You snuck off into a pub and you've done a little video... And then you're having a bit of a go at me, this mm. and the other, and you carry on, and we weren't there. You yeah. said he'd be jealous, didn't you? Yeah, gentlemen, hey, look at that, look Trevor, at that. Trevor, what do you think about that? Stun. They want stunning. <laughs> Get a taser. With a cattle prod. It's against the law. Say hello, Trevor, before the music runs out. Hey. Hey. Le wolf, baby, <laughs> le wolf. Okay, well, Steve's already said his host. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't know you knew sign language, Steve. <laughs> the audience cannot see the video. Well, not at the moment, but they will do. Because Yes, and I did say it's a good job. I can't believe you did that with the two of you. You missed the pin-up off the show. Yeah, we did being that for on a reason. It's all Thanks, Steve. <laughs> no, not you. Well, actually, Trevor, you and me are the proper men of this 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 uh, establishment. All right, okay. When it comes to buying drinks, we have proper man's drinks. We have bitter. Mark has uh, as sound a bitter so, Steve, to be honest. Hey, <laughs> you sound bitter. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a proper man's beer. Mark has some fancy snowball, and the landlord will he has baby sham, doesn't he? That suits him. Oh, I love baby sham. And I remember I all the adverts as well with the little reindeer. I think it was a reindeer. I can't remember. Was it a reindeer? The baby sham adverts. I think it was actually, yes. Might have been a deer. It was something like that, wasn't it? Anyway. Oh, yeah. dear. So we know now that the raven is not too happy. Well, if you want to do one, then get off that voluminous bottom of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Excuse get one me. down. I, I was whizzing around Cheshire providing essential services. Trevor was probably flogging himself to death. You two skedaddled off to a pub somewhere, <laughs> sitting there, looking like a pair of saddos. You just don't like the, the fact that we said, well, that I said, you know, he's the, he's the guy always twiddling with his knobs. <laughs> well, actually, I We did, didn't know you I, were ambidextrous. Well, I yeah, did put on exactly. social media... You are not in a position, Mr. Landlord, to start banging on about my techie skills. Last week, I you nothing kept to do with me. Forever and a day, and also the other fellow there with his tic tac toe internet from China for fifty pence a month. China. Last time you said it was from North Korea. <laughs> well, it's all the same thing, isn't it? Well, that's Steve, Steve, I, I thought it was an old Charlie Chaplin film. It was in black and white. Did you see it? it was. Oh yeah, them two last week going on about my techie skills and everything else. I couldn't wreck the whole thing last week. We waiting for ages for it to start. All right. Well, we're going to start now. Is that okay? And if you want to do a video of just the Raven, then we'll do just the Raven. 
No, I don't expect special treatment, unlike some of you two there. <laughs> we want it all, all of us together. Proper. 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 Like, proper. Proper English. Proper English bitterness. <laughs> we can have a proper one, like um, like a charity one. Uh, Stevie, like calendar girls. But it can be the calendar man. Oh, in the book. don't talk well, about I've got I a story about the photographs for the annual Raven calendar, which will start this year. No, I'm on, I'm on about in the buff. <laughs> oh, we could do that as well. Well, maybe not quite, you know. Um, it's well, I'm not. No, you can wear your knickers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with the roundup before before I lose the will to roundup, live. Roundup, isn't that a chemical for killing weeds? Yeah, shut up, roundup. Okay, here we go. Angela Rippon reveals her TV career was almost cut short. Cut short at 50 meaning the BBC wanted to get rid of her because they thought that she was too old. How about that? Oh dear. Well, that means that we're all past it apart from Mark. Uh, so, why is he special in this department? Well, because he's young. Young? Hang on, let's put this on record. Mark, he's got the joie de vivre, the man that wants to live. He's declared now that classifies you as young. At 29. <laughs> yeah, and that's just his waste. The magic meta you look in in the morning. So, what is your age now? Come on, thirty-six. There you go. See, he's, he's young. He's young. What a way! I did get away with that. Yeah. He Are you forty yet? Hey, forty-three. Forty-three. What? It's on the third attempt well now. You're forty-three. You're not wearing well at all, there, lads. I tell you, clip for next five. You were saying that. that. You were saying that because he was on the video and you weren't. You're so childish. (laughs) (laughs) You're so childish, Steve. Okay, let's move on to the next one. BBC journalists vote overwhelmingly to stage strikes. Yay, forever and ever. Journalists, aren't they woke messengers? Indeed. They're not real journalists anymore, are uh, they? Let's face it. Uh, what about Jeremy Clarkson? He's going to be axed as the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, I'm that? not sure that's actually news, but we'll, you know, I don't know what to say about <laughs> that. Move on. <laughs> Megan, isn't it? Journalist who leaked Matt Hancock's messages sent a menacing message. Obviously, Matt wasn't too happy about that. Well, we all know who it is. It's Isabel Oakshot. No? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is I quite like her. I think it's she old. did. I think she did a good job. What about that man who was barred from standing in the red wall seat? About him? Nothing. Nothing. No comment. You don't care yeah, about I mean, Labour. Yeah, Anything that, 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 about Labour? You don't care. Case. You don't care. <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that. You want to get rid of the Conservatives, but you're not interested in Labour getting in. No, that is going to replicate throughout the Labour Party, that is. They did it with my Shalot. Shalot. You had you had ample candidates in Warrington. But she was just But she got parachuted in and that's gonna happen all over the place now because they're gonna want the right people. In the yeah. right places. Uh, it's a metropolitan click down south with the Labour, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. You know, they, they yes. do their own thing. It's yes. pointless local people in local branches for Labour putting themselves forward. The chances of them actually getting selected when there's uh, probably a stream of people down south lined up to, to be given safe seats. To yeah. be given the safe seats, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they all do it, Steve, don't they? The Conservatives do the same as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but they'll want all the members' help, won't they, to deliver leaflets and canvas and stuff. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They want be, all the yeah, local yeah. people there. Mm, yeah, but the thing is, Mark, as I've, I've said this a thousand times, they do it under the six-week rule. So all the useful idiots will be going around thinking they're all going to get selected and all this lot, and they're going to be working and working and working and working like a load of ants. <laughs> and then within six weeks of the election, they are then told who will be standing. Yeah. And a bit of a con. useful idiots. Time and time, time again. Yes. Amen. Time after time. Elias. I think you've done enough singing today, Mr. Landlord. <laughs> ah, what about the full Monty star who drops legal fight with Disney? Now, he was sacked for allegedly flashing a runner, but he dropped his legal fight with Disney. Now, he was deciding to have a go at Disney because they decided to get rid of him because, well, apparently he turned up at his dressing room door, naked. That's what the rumor was or the allegation. Oh. And uh, Disney said, well, we're not, we're not going to renew your contract. We're going to get rid of him. Now, he was from, from the Full Monty, the film, and his name is Spear, and he played Guy, and he was nicknamed Lunchbox. Obviously... <laughs> So whoever complained was jealous. Yes. No, but it was a woman. It was a woman, you know, a female that came to the door. He denied the claims. Obviously, he denied the claims. And it was just one of those corporate battles that you just cannot win because when they throw so much money at it, it becomes so expensive for you to pursue the claim that quite simply it's too costly. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth the money? And that's what they do. That's what the big corporations do. They actually make it so horrendously expensive to follow through with a legal action. Well, what's the problem with taking your dinner with you every day? I take <laughs> bottles to work. <laughs> well, I always have a lunchbox. I don't think they were talking about that kind of a lunchbox, but there you go. All right. Uh-huh. What about Oscar Pistorius? Do you remember him? The no-legged runner? I remember Uncle him. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm sure this is going to rock my world to, to the point. He's I'm up for parole tonight. But um, what, what's going on? Dare well, I okay. Uh, well, his nickname is Legless, and he is being released from jail within weeks. And I think... How long has he been in? How long has he been in? I think it was... What? I think he's only been in about... Nine years, I think. Was it well, 2013, something like that, was it? Yeah. Can remember all that. Happened. He's only done. Oh, he's only done half off. his sentence. Yeah. Well, that's only because he's half a man. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Jean Claude Juncker is Steve's favourite guy. Uh, well, go on. He says that the UK is trying to hide the EU wins in the Brexit deal that's just taken place. Well, it's not actually trying been to hide ratified. The EU. Trying to hide EU wins in the Brexit deal because. It appeared that it was all a win-win situation for Rishi. Rishi and the Jets. Oh. <laughs> You're going to tell me to shut up again, Trevor? No, I'm just wondering if Junkers found that other brown shoe yet. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does anybody know the exact number of steps needed to burn off your favorite drink? Well, obviously, mine's a baby sham, so... It- I haven't got four legs, but I know how many steps. I'd say steps. about 2,500. Nope. And the rest. What's your favourite drink first? What are, well, we, are we psychic? We don't know what your favourite drink is. Well, there's got to be sort of an average uh, figure for this, isn't there? You know, 
Well, well, mine is actually whiskey when I get a chance to have one. Oh, what? Oh, you're going to need to do a marathon. Yeah, a marathon. Yeah. Um, we want you to do it a one-way marathon, Steve. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Parents fear children are exposed to graphic sex education lessons. Anybody follow that one? At the Isle of Man? Graphic sex education. Yeah, at the Isle of Man. At the Elizabeth II High School at the Isle of Man. And the parents only found out about the type of books that the kids were being exposed to. Disgusting. And they, they raised a lot of concerns. So well, again, we've, we've covered this many times, and I raised this in the election when I stood years ago. Um, this is an issue that's only coming to the fore publicly because it's now becoming much more widespread, much more graphic, and much more unacceptable. And um, it's, it's time the whole education system was looked at in regards to this. It's a disgrace what's being presented to children at increasingly younger ages. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's too an much. absolute appalling um, disgrace upon this nation, what's taking place. Well, I so when think... they bring the Isle of Man, they'll be showing them the third leg then, will they? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, here's the one that I'm going to end the roundup on, and it is, and you can't believe this, the equivalent of Cadbury's in America is Hershey. And Hershey have picked a trans man to represent Hershey on Women's Day. How about that? It'll be a trans woman, wouldn't it? So a chocolate company has got Women's Day for a start. I mean, it's a chocolate bar. Let's get this straight. It's just ridiculous. Everything's got to be In Canada, by the way. In Canada. Where else in Canada? Under Mr. Well, it's Trudeau. complete nonsense. All this sort of um, uh, connection with sort of political correctness and being seen to be this, that, and the other. Well, she's the face. Um, she's the face right? of Hershey's International Women's Day. <laughs> you know, and nobody's exactly, buying the chocolate same, bars. Is that the same company that the um, Hershey's Adventures of Tintin? No. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, Tintin was probably racist or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, and how his dog was. <laughs> Give me some of that chocolate. No. All right. You're racist. <laughs> we, we, we're looking again at 0.5%. I know. I know. It's just incredible. But this How woman can says- that minority rule the majority? How can it do it? Well, I'm sorry, but when you rush down the street or you whiz into the shop and you think, oh, I'll get a chocolate bar, you're going to stand there looking at the cover, what it's connected with, what it represents, the fact that they'll have an International Women's Day, the fact that they have a Women's Day represented by a transgender. And you just want to buy a chocolate bar. Let's get this into context. It's just stupid nonsense. Move on. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> on about stupid nonsense. You know, have you seen Eddie the Lizard today in the news? <sighs> He's now, yes. he's, he's now got a name, a new name, Susie. Susie Izzard. Su- well, I don't know whether Susie Izzard or not, but I know Eddie Izzard, yeah. Susie Izzard. He wants to be known as Susie from now on. Well, some of the comments are, are really good. But there's one, one guy called Maine Yankee, eating my last Hershey's product as I write this. <laughs> Brilliant. So you're not going to be touching any more Hershey bars. Uh, I I just, I look at them and I think the comments are just some of the funniest I've seen. And uh, another one, wish I rally 
at the United States said, just in time to boycott Hershey's for Easter. Come on, ladies, let's do this. No more Hershey's. Well, as Mark says, go woke, go broke. Oh, you've got to give her a break. She's definitely a woman. She's got the testicles to prove it. <laughs> As Ricky Gervais says, you know, oh, he says, I don't like those those old fashioned women. I like the new women with penises. <laughs> it's just, it just cracks me up. Anyway. As I said it, if he's got a penis and it dresses as a woman, it's a transvestite. Oh, we should play that song by that guy. You know, I'll, I'll get it out. I'll get it out. I mean, Pardon? the song. No, don't, no, don't. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the national, and it is those big revelations by the Telegraph of those WhatsApp messages that were leaked by Isabel Oakshot in in the public interest. So tell me, do you just want me to set the scene and then people come in? Yeah. Go on. Well, the yeah. Telegraph has said. Leaked WhatsApp messages call into question much of the reasoning for months of national lockdowns and other restrictions on daily life. And the Telegraph has actually published these WhatsApp messages, so you can't actually read them. There was more than 100,000 of them. 100,000 WhatsApp messages. Did they actually find time to go to work instead of being on WhatsApp (laughs) forever and a day? That's what you you would would think that, wouldn't you? He was the former health secretary, and, uh, you know, they're not just from him, but they're from other ministers and officials, all right? And it shows much of what actually went on with the psyche of the thinking. They were even questioning themselves. They were questioning themselves. They were questioning the information. And they called into question much of the reasoning for months of national lockdowns and other restrictions on daily life in Britain, including social distancing, face masks, and the closure of schools. Okay, who wants to come in on that? Go ahead, Mark. This is going to go on for weeks and weeks and get juicier by the day. So you now identify as Mark. Bring it on. Well, as far as I'm concerned, now people will look back at the past few years and realise a lot of things that people like us spoke out about and questioned actually had a lot of credence to it. And I think the, the thing for me in all of this is it's almost as though these these messages to me are an indication that these people in very senior positions of government, it's, it's almost as though they were behaving like nonchalant schoolboys. Oh, yeah. And the whole thing, from what I've seen of it so far, these some of these clips of these these messages, it appears to be the case that these people, it, it's as though the whole thing was just a game, and yet it affected millions of people's health, yeah. care homes. Yeah. It affected people's jobs and their businesses, their livelihoods, people's mental health. It brought the country to a standstill, and it's changed a lot of things thereafter. And these people, from these messages, it's as though the whole damn thing was just a joke and a game. Oh, yeah. I find the whole thing sickening, to be quite honest. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, basically, one of the points, and I'm going to bring Mark in, because, Trevor, you identified as Mark. <laughs> when I said Mark and you spoke. <laughs> right, that, that's something to attend to there for a yeah. second. <laughs> you're, allowed, you're allowed to do that. Okay, so Mark, go ahead. You come in now. 
So this comes as no great What did shock you need to, us, to get it? yourself all set up? <laughs> um, Ready? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Now, this doesn't come as any great shock to us, does it? No. I mean, no. we've had it the other week. Elon Musk proved that American politics is just a corrupt swamp. So it's no surprise we're not far behind. So in the last few weeks, we've fed, we know we've been spied on. We've been fed propaganda to scare us into submission. They plan to have prominent figures arrested, didn't they? Oh, yeah, indeed, yeah. As a deterrent. So we They wanted followed. to get Nigel Farage mm-hmm. uh, arrested. So we followed the, uh, the science they didn't follow and the rules that they also didn't follow themselves. But in many cases, this wasn't, as they said, to save the NHS or to keep us safe, was it? No. It was so mathy. No, I can't say that. But Matt Hancock could uh, hit his targets and save face. I, th- I think it's just a joke. And if you remember the scare your pants off, message that's been quite popular and we've seen mm-hmm. that actually led to the Christmas where we were locked down the, the Christmas we were locked down but they were in the office getting drunk remember yeah. this now yeah mm. while, while, while old people were scared to their wit in their home some of them not me I didn't I didn't take any notice of him but some people did and some people were terrified and some people still are yeah now we knew he was a wrong and didn't we but this confirms it and it probably shows him in a worse light than I actually thought which is in a way good because the guy does not deserve. He doesn't any you know kind of. He's, he's despicable, John. He and is I think despicable. I was just about to say, who voted for him now has to have a real serious hard thing to themselves now, because if he stands again for election, he cannot be allowed back. No, he's he's not standing, is he? He's announced that anyway, no. and he's not being. Oh, selected. Is he, no. is yeah, he not he's, standing? He's, no, he's not standing, and he isn't going to be selected anyway. That was already on Good. the cards, which he knew. Now, the most damning, the most damning of this is, as we have mentioned lots of times again over the podcasts, over the years, anybody with an ounce of sense would not put elderly people, allow them to go into care homes from hospitals without testing. He ignored the advice. He ignored what he keeps preaching about, what he kept preaching about, the science and he ignored the science. I have signed a petition this week to start a police file on Matt Hancock because, as we've said, that was genocide. 40,000 elderly people died in those homes. Yeah. And it didn't need to happen. It's damning. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I understand if it's correct. I read earlier uh, this week that... um Apparently, from his money that did uh, everybody hear that? Then it, that chair creaked again. I'm not editing that out. I thought he trumped. <laughs> That's dodgy hip again, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, Steve. Go on. <laughs> no, uh, apparently, Matt Hancock, from his money that he got from that program on TV, you know, I'm a celebrity. Uh, apparently, he's, he's uh, I believe, setting up his own TV company. So. That appears to be the line that is possibly going down. Well, that ain't going to uh, do well now, now, is it? Say again? That isn't going to do very well. That's not well, going to fly. I think everybody should boy- boycott the whole thing, anything he's involved with, to be honest. That's my yeah, view. But let's not yeah, forget. It's, it's called GB lies. GB lies. <laughs> let's not forget that he was aided and abetted by other people. If you read those WhatsApp messages, you can see the way and the trend of what they were doing, how they were supporting them. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, we were speaking last week, weren't we, about the media, and I said, I think the media hate the people of this country. Well, not just the media now. I think some of the politicians do, to be honest, from what we've been seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go to one of the messages where 
he didn't want to cut the 14-day isolation period, did he? Because he feared it. it'd imply that the government were wrong. But how funny is it that they've rolled everything back? Because they pretty much got everything wrong, didn't they? It went from just wash your hands to three weeks to flatten the curve to some crazy experiment to meet halfway on some Chinese communist-style tyranny. It's just, it's shocking what, what's coming out from this. I mean, I, the one today, I've just seen one today, and he threatened one of his own MPs yeah. that he wouldn't get the funding for his, his learning disabilities for children hub if he didn't vote for lockdowns. That is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely that's disgusting. Just, that's just strong-arm tactics. Yeah. It's okay. bullying. It's bullying. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. it's bullying. Uh, I can like. I just, can I? Sorry, John. Can I just say that there appears to be an underlying, rather disturbing element to this, which I don't know whether anybody's picked up on. Which is, it's rather interesting that these people who think this is seemingly some kind of game, and in, in part seem to think it's a joke, with some rather sinister undertones to their thinking. Now, bear this in mind that. You've just said that a few minutes ago, which is other people seem to join in and then support him. And then it snowballs and the support for such behavior then snowballs. You just think about that for a minute when you get somebody hell bent on a policy or a way of thinking that is very, very sinister to society. And you get a mass culture within a government seemingly joining in and supporting such thinking. How dangerous is it to have people, a swathe of people in a government that operates and think like that instead of actually stopping and saying, what's going on here? What direction are we heading? And is it right? Well, they, they, I, I find, sorry, I find the whole thing disturbing that people seemingly were so easily led to join in a culture of communications which were very detrimental to the nation's welfare. Indeed, but don't forget now there were other people helping this guy. I That's mean, even saying. even Dominic Cummings deployed a conservative election strategist to reassure hawkish cabinet members that lockdown measures were popular with the public. Popular with the public. I've never heard that said before. And never was. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I liken this. You can bring it right down to my council level. And it just endorses it. Well, I'd just say it's, uh, it, it multiplies it by, by what? I don't know, 10. So you've got a cabinet. I mean, in our instance, you've got Rusty Nail, two or three others, and you've got a cabinet of 10 that make the decisions. And you've got 33 nodding dogs, as I've said a thousand times before. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens in government. You've got your cabinet, and it's not even the full cabinet. You've got about 35 in a cabinet. It's not that. You've still got a cabinet, I'd say, of about 10 that are influential. They make the decisions and the rest of them, you either follow it or you've gone. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, David Stark. He had a good point. He's my favourite Starky, by the way. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Thanks about that, Mark. Thanks, <laughs> what, what, really. What, what, what Trevor was saying. Don't be, give, don't be giving sucker to <laughs> the Raven over something like that. He'd be like, Bashing his hands in the air, saying, "Yeah, down with Starkey, down with Starkey, up with David Starkey." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, well, give him an inch. Yeah. No, Dave, David Starkey <laughs> said they, they set this up like a like a war cabinet, and that was the problem because then Parliament just gave them free reign to do any to do anything. Now Trevor's got a point. I think jail's too good for him, but I'd say that these politicians take an oath to abide by our constitution 
which actually protects our rights and freedoms. Yeah. Not only did they not do that, they actually attacked them. They undermined them. They spied yeah. on us. They wanted people arrested. I think these are the people who need to be made a, a, an example of, in my opinion. I mean, some of these messages do put the cabinet and some civil service in a bad light. But just remember, the majority of parliament were fully behind this and those coronavirus laws. And no one was speaking out about this, hardly anyone. There was a few in parliament who tried and coming from the messages now, they've been bullied into, into not, you know, not speaking yeah. out. A couple did, but the majority of them went through with all these laws. So we've got to remember this now. I know we're only seeing a few of them and Matt Hancock in these messages, but the majority were behind this. Well, just listen just to this. I just want to sort of ask a question here very quickly, which is this. Does anybody remember the last time in history where somebody held bent on a rather dangerous path was easily followed by those surrounding Oh, yeah, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring yeah. a bell. Yeah, and it was very fascist in nature. But listen to this. I've got, I'm going to add to this. Remember now, when I mentioned this name, this guy is the head of UK music, and I mentioned him in the podcast that I've just done with Mark regarding the music industry. Now, listen to this exchange. Matt Hancock, and he's talking about Nigel Farage, appears to break coronavirus quarantine rules with pub photo after US trip. And it was on a Sky News article. And he said, we need to discuss urgently. Right? Emma Dean, Department of Health Policy Special Advisor, said, does now work, whatever that means. But here's the point. Jamie Njuku Goodwin. Now, this is the guy who's supposed to represent all the musicians and all the composers and everybody in the United Kingdom. He turned around and he was a Department of Health media special advisor. Be interested in that, Mark. And he said, does Farage count as a pub hooligan? Can we lock him up? Now, this is briefing against Farage in the background. Can, now, who the hell is Jamie Njuku Goodwin to turn around and say, can we lock him up? We, meaning him as well, can we lock him up? Farage should actually go for this guy. Totally, go for the throat. Go ahead, Mark. Do you think this is the only person that's been persecuted by the government? No. Because there's people been screaming for years that the government are out to get them and people just call them a conspiracy theorist or whatever, or far right, whatever the word is now. But there's, I think there's a lot of people now who are going to be thinking, have the government put these orders in? Is the Home Office telling the police to come and arrest me? Sure is, isn't it? Well, you've got this nobody who's now no longer in that position where he's advising those people, turning around to him and saying, can we lock him up? Who the hell was he? These people have abused their oaths, but they should be can, gone from Can office. you imagine that at the time, if that would have happened? Oh, tell you. Just imagine if Nigel Farage had have been jailed. I think they'd have been a completely different outcome on where we are now. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I know I've got it in for that guy because I just think he's just a, you know, he's just a satellite lobbyist for the majors. But... As far as I'm concerned, that is a reflection on all those spads there. And everybody knows what spads are, special advisors, who think that they can use the power of the government behind the scenes to threaten people without those people even being aware that they're being threatened. Who the oh, hell did he a, think he is? That's an interesting point, John, but it also raises the question, you know, 
uh, are the police uh, being used for political purposes? And, and clearly that's the, the case that's been going on for decades. We've, we've said yes. the police are politicised yes. as, as a weapon. The police really- should be looking into that guy because he said, can we lock him up? Meaning he's judge and jury. Mm. Well, that's what you've got going on now in this country. Really, the police should remember their place and so should every other public servant in accordance with their role. And it's the police's job to simply uphold the law and apply the law if it's broken. That's it. Again, that's where they've broken the Constitution. The Constitution lays out how how you should be dealt with by law, not by these people. Yeah. This is despicable. If we let this carry on, we're in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, no, there's got to be some accountability here. There's got to be accountability. Every day, though, they keep, they keep leaking more and more messages. Now, I've found that Maya Tusi is probably the best on this. Every day he's reporting on this now. Mm-hmm. Not many others are. They'll pick a few out here and there. But Maya's actually, you look, watch his YouTube channel. He's brilliant. He's every day, he's, he's updating on the new, the new messages and it's just getting worse. Oh, well, it just goes to show. I'm grateful to people like Maya Tusi for, you know, yeah. for doing those things. I'm grateful to him for doing things like that. But how are we going to actually get this sorted? I want to try and close this off and move on to the local, but go ahead, Mark, have some words on it. I was going to say that the media, they don't help. I mean, they should have been doing the job of what Isabel did throughout all this, but instead they were on the side of the government just parroting their propaganda. So we're not going to get any help off them. How do we fix this? I'd say vote differently, but who is there to vote for? Who's going to come in and, and do things differently? Well, I'm going to target the the Magic Circle solicitors who are going to be uh, looking for a way to make a lot of money out of this, and especially the advisors to the government, and say, look, down tools, get a moral backbone, and start saying, nah, we're not going to go yeah. for that, and don't back them. No, stand away. Don't back them. Don't give them the advice. Stand away, because this country is getting sick and tired of solicitors, barristers, legal advisors who keep on backing the wrong people. And you're going you're gonna to start to feel it because once the people understand that and they understand who it is, they're going to stop buying your product and they're going to start actually voting with their feet on different things. And you're going to find that your well of money is going to start to dry up. Huh? Go ahead, Mark. I think the only solution at the minute I can see is we, people stand up and be brave now and put themselves forward in elections. Nothing to do with the Greens, the Libs, the Cons or Labour. Oh, the system let's is try broken. And have a fresh start. I'm not saying that independents are going to be perfect. They're going to have their own agendas, but it can't be any worse than this. These well, Steve was going to stand as an independent he's, and he's not perfect. He admits no, but, it. Well, I am, but it's not working currently, is it? No. In fact, it's not, it's not not working. The people you need honest people. people you need pragmatic people and you need a meritocracy in this country yeah. and you need to have independent patriots standing for the goodwill of the people and for the benefits of the people, not for self-interest or corporate benefits. That's the truth of what's gone on now. And everybody knows that Parliament's got a bad name at the moment. I know I'm going down there tomorrow, but I can tell you now, the last time I was down, morale was really low. Really low, and you could see it, it might on be their when faces. They see you get off the train. <laughs> <laughs> quite right, quite right, and so they should. So they should. Go ahead, Trevor. You were going to say something. 
No, I was laughing at what Steve said then, actually. You bastard, sir. You bastard. You absolute <laughs> rotter. I think I think Parliament's out of control and they need to remember they're not sovereign, the people are. They can twist it all they like, but that's not how our constitution was made. That's not how it's meant to work. Agreed. Where um, do we go from here, chaps? Where do we go? Well, Because you're, think... you're only going to get... You've got two parties. You've only yep. got Labour and you've got conservative, Conservatives. And Labour's going to get in next. We, yep. we can't get around that. That's it. That is what's going to happen. That's the reality of the situation. That's the end and of it. So where do our children, well, where do our children hopefully, fit in all this? Hopefully we can educate them to say we need another system. Go ahead, Steve. Yes, another system is a, um, a, an alternative, but I know I keep coming back to it, but to be quite honest with that, we do need a proper new party approach in this country. It's the only way it's going to work. To change the system from the current party system of political parties, it's going to be absolutely um, very, very difficult, a long time coming. And I'm afraid to say it's the only way forward in my view. Go ahead, Trevor. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'd like to say that that may possibly happen, but Steve, it won't. When we get a new party, and when we get a party that starts showing any ounce of success it's annihilated yeah. it's called far right they're all fascists that's right it's destroyed by the government by the media and everything else that's how they try to silence people as soon as you comment media, about yeah. anything you're racist switch you're off the media right. we yeah. need well, to as, as marcus right, said anybody everybody is described now as far right if they uh, disagree with any national narrative it was interesting on uh, a few days ago i think it was the back end of last week there was a a telephone uh, radio phone in, I think it's BBC Radio 2. And um, they were saying that they were talking about this culture of conspiracy theorists. And everybody is a conspiracy theorist. It's a big problem. And, and they were suggesting that people are ill if they have alternative views. And they were even referring to people in this, this article on the radio the people who've been uh, protesting recently to do with the ULES zones in cities, the 15-minute cities, and these people were labelled in this article as being conspiracy theorists. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. People yeah. are just expressing a view on a local policy. Obviously, it's being rolled out everywhere that they disagree with it, and it's unworkable and unacceptable to the public. Well, and they were being described as conspiracy conspiracy theorists. It's a nonsense. Let's bring this whole thing to a conclusion and say that there needs to be a complete overhaul of the parliamentary system, the way that it works the democracy, because it obviously didn't work and it shows in all these messages that have been revealed about Matt Hancock and the way that they dealt with the COVID lockdown. So let's wrap that up and let's move on to the local. And the local is something that's going to get the dander up of everybody. CWAC set to spend $6.3 on houses for Ukrainian and Afghan refugees. Well, now, who wants to come in on that? Ah, I thought the Raven would be in there straight away, and he was. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Good call. Good call, baby. You know, 50% of the funding, I believe, is is from central government. Fact of the matter is, we seem to be able to find huge swathes of money at the drop of a hat 
to suit the needs of other people. Yes, it's uh, there's problems in Ukraine, Afghan, all sorts of different countries around the world. But we've got people here, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in this country who have been waiting who, for properties. Who and and also, I think we should do a bit of a housing special actually because there's problems with the housing application process. You have to bid for a property, and you could be doing that for years and years. The point is. We've got veterans here who can't get housed. We've got young families. You've also out. got veterans in housing, which is poor standard. Yeah, and we're now building new homes. We're buying new homes and things like this. I find this whole thing shocking, to be quite frank. The people pouring into this country through whatever means and for whatever reasons is off the scale. Yeah, and it is going up and up and up, and all of a sudden, when there is uh, something like this, uh, we we are able to find the money straight away. It's incredible this how this this money is. It, it just falls out the sky at a drop well, of a hat. How are, the, yet- how are the council justifying the spending of over three million pounds when that money could be used to actually help? people who need housing over here. Now, I know that that's going to be quite controversial. I'm going to pass it over to Mark momentarily. But where did this money come from? Because they've just raised the council tax levels. So they found 3 million to be able to do that. I mean, why didn't they use the 3 million to reduce council tax levels for people who are suffering right now? Where's all this money coming from? Go ahead, Mark. See, I wasn't really thinking about the money. I was just trying to put all this into some kind of perspective. So, you know, may I've looked at some of the statistics on this and the wait for a council house for residents of England can be up to 10 years. So I went back a few years and had a little look. At the start of 2020, we had just under 2,700 households waiting for housing on the register. In 2019, they only let 634 properties to applicants on the register. And they say, if you join this queue, you join at the back of the queue, unless you come from another country, then the council will buy you a house of over 200 grand. Now, I added that bit on the end, like, but never mind. So in 2020, there was still around about 2,000 households on the list. I thought let, that was suspicious. So let's Mark, just, can I just cut in? Let, me just fin- the- let me just finish this because I'm just making a point, Steve. So let's add some people to this list then. So we'll look at net immigration for 2020. That was 313,000 people. So you can add them to the list of people waiting. 2021, 173,000 because of the lockdowns. Up until June 22, 504,000. So that gets me to just under a million and we're halfway through the next year. So that just gives us a picture of how many people are actually waiting possibly waiting for a house, I'd say we are full. Shut the doors. Yeah, shut the doors. Sorry, Steve. Go on. Yeah, a very important point, this, because I, I'm, I'm feeling the need to FOI the council on this, and the reason is this. You've just given figures there, Mark, about 2,700 people on the waiting list at one point. Now, for people to be on that list, they have to apply to be on the council. That was, that was households, so it's not actually people, households, but Yes, now I get that. But the Still point I'm making off. is this. For those people or households, whatever the collective household is, it could be a single person. It could be more people, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, now the point is, here's this is what it is. For those households to be on that list, 
they have to apply. Now, once they meet the criteria, they then go on the waiting list for social housing through the council. But many, many people do not even qualify for social housing through the council for various means. And there is a whole, whole long list of reasons as to why people or households do not qualify to even register and be accepted onto the social housing waiting list with the council. So that figure could be five, 10, or even 20 fold. It's huge. It's appalling in this country that people have to even meet criteria to apply and be on the waiting list for social housing. And yes, all of a sudden you can turn up down at Dover, you can be fed into a hotel and you're in straight into accommodation and you're sorted with everything. And yet people here, even if they're on the waiting list and they're successful to register, can wait years, but many do not even, this is the key point, many do not even qualify in their own country for social housing through their local council. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's bad news. Bad news. Go ahead, Trevor. Right. Over the last few years, let's just ignore what's happening over the last two years with all the dinghies turning up. It's happened before that, when the floodgates opened by a Labour years and years ago. On the wards around me, I can't say I've got the information from, but the social housing has been allocated to... Uh, it started off probably 20 houses in a ward, you know, of 4,000 residents, which will probably be um, 3,000 houses or whatever. It went from, from one year to year to year because we used to have a yearly uh, local election. And it was going from, you know, just off the top of my head, 10 houses to 40 houses to 70 houses to 120, 140 houses allocated this is social housing from the from Warrington Borough Council allocated to non-nationals, right? That has grown and grown and grown as we have, as Mark says, Mark's is 10 years around your area. This was seven years waiting list. This was for the whole of England. Oh, right, yeah. It can be up to that, but it's normally not. But well, well I, was, I was with seven years. It's and shocking, these man. non-nationals were getting allocated houses on these wards. I've seen it. I've got proof of it. Oh, yeah. Now, around 10 years ago, we had the largest Latvian settlement in Warrington. I've mentioned this before. Yeah. We had the largest Latvian settlement in Warrington in Britain. Wow. And more recently, we have now amassed the largest settlement of Hong Kongies. And they are actually called Hong Kong. I was going to say, they're called Hong, Hong Kongies. Kongies. <laughs> yeah, they are Hong Kongies. They're nice people. They are very nice people. Now, we've settled around 2,500 families in Warrington. That's over the last two years. Now, the Home Office figures show that asylum seekers in Warrington have increased, get this, by 200% in Warrington since 2021. There's no end to this, is there? No. Warrington's population has virtually doubled since 2016. In 2016, we had had around 110 thousand people. Now the latest estimates are around 230,000 population. Yet we still have the one same hospital on Lovely Lane and they say it's struggling. Well I wonder why. The infrastructure around town, around Warrington, is roughly the same. It's had a tweak here and there, the odd road, but that's it. So 
I would say 100,000 extra population leads to roughly 80,000 extra cars all on the same roads. And now the boffins, the boffins, the rusty nail, and the rest of them at the council are restricting the roads with LTNs. Do you want less cars, mate? Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't got less cars. We've thick. got an extra 80,000 cars. In this ideal world where you've got the little noddy cars going everywhere, the little electric things, brilliant. But mm. we haven't got them. And in Warrington, in the last seven years, we've doubled the population with the same roads, and now this bunch of numpties are bringing the LTNs to shove even more traffic onto less roads. Doesn't it show? Doesn't yeah, it just, show? Just Sorry, go on, Trevor. Go through. These, these, I'm, I'm fuming over this, as always. Now, the asylum seekers, this... 200, it's actually 208% increase, right? The asylum seekers are covered by Section 95 support and Section 98 support. So let's look at what they actually get. When the broth, well, when the, when the house deal, Section 95 gives the individuals financial support and accommodation. So with that, you'll have financial support, accommodation, clothing, fooding. Food, everything. Oh, that was it. They get that. Uh, sorry, I lost my track there because, like I say, I'm fuming over it. That's okay. You, now, you didn't find yeah. it. They, they they get all sorts of financial assistance. They get all sorts of financial assistance to sort themselves is, out. It, yes, but that's great. In an ideal world, that is great. I I am not knocking that. So what makes is, them better? than the, yeah. your own people, your own indigenous people yes, in this country. Yes, but we're not in that ideal world, are we? We've got our people struggling. I say our people, but we've got, it's a fact, our people struggling. Now, Section 98 support is given to those waiting for Section 95 support who are in danger of destitution, although it doesn't state what they what they actually get? Well, through this financial crisis now, people are losing their homes. Yes, yes, it's an absolute tinderbox. As I've said, it's going to explode. And Rishi Sunak tries to give out that he's going to find a way to take back control of our borders, and he insists that he can deliver an end to channel boat crossings with tough new illegal immigration law, as he blasts well-off young migrants from safe countries like Albania arriving from France. Now, that's a headline in the Daily Mail. Did you see oh, what It's just a headline. That's all it is. That's all it will be. Yeah, totally, Steve. They said the other day, you land over here on the beaches, you're banned for life, right? You can't come back again. So let me throw this scenario in. So they get this ding in the blokes there and he gets off and they say, he's got no documentation whatsoever. What's your name? Gary. Okay. Right, Gary, we're sending you back. Don't bother getting the dinghy because you're banned for life. And off he goes, back to France, comes back again the week after. They get him again. You look familiar. What's your name, mate? Eric. (laughs) Okay, Eric, we're sending you back, mate, and you're banned for life. It's the northern accent when he says, Gary. What's your name? Eric. Yeah, but he's... Yeah, but they've got no it's, documentation. It's, it's, a, it's a typical um, uh, Latvian accent he's doing there. <laughs> or Albanian, I thought. Or Albanian. <laughs> no, yeah, but, Albanian. I mean, it's a nonsense, isn't it? 
It's like, you know, this, this bloke's there and he's bowling at. Now, uh, now there, dear chap, um, I'm afraid you're off. Go, go, go back to France. You're not coming in again. You're barred. Don't bother coming back. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's childish. It's childish. It's foolish. It are we a grown-up country or are we just a bunch of buffoons? Oh, we're just idiots. We're just, and the people are beginning to oh. realise and they're now beginning to say, no, as far as I'm concerned... The island of Ireland are leading the way on a lot of things right now about yeah. this this whole thing of asylum seekers and all the rest of it because their own people, they're saying our own people are starving. Go ahead, Mark. I'd say we were run by buffoons. So you're kind of right. And, um, there's only one way to fix this as well. We need net negative migration. We need to stop it indefinitely until we can literally look after our own people and then yep. we need to deport a lot of people. Yeah. should not be here. Yeah, and that's that's and it. that's going to have to go for five to ten years until we can fix this mess. Make sure everyone who's in the country now who, who who deserves to be here gets looked after. And anyone who shouldn't be here, anyone who's committed crimes, get rid of them. As soon as come well, out of jail. Well, if they're here illegally, yeah. they are here illegally. Yeah, illegally, that's right. I think that's we it. should let people come if they're struggling. The ones here, but if they're going to commit crimes, they're gone too. Yeah, yeah. Gary and Eric, go. Yeah. That's the only the thing, way we're going to fix this. The thing that comes across to me overall, well, I names for that, so. and I don't know whether everybody feels the same, is that we do not have any real credible leadership in this country. No. At every level, we are well, let down as a people. And we just have to actually turn around and say, look, you're not good enough. You got rid of Boris. And now what have you got? You've got continuation, Boris, because everything else that's coming out is just weasel words yeah. from all of them because they just want to maintain a personal status and a personal financial gain without actually really giving anything back to the people. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, you, you mentioned that word again, leadership, which we've covered frequently, and it is across every single area of our society that the leadership is lacking. Likewise, what is also lacking is morals and ethics and traditional standards and values. They've gone. This country is basically morally and ethically bankrupt. And I can't remember, I've been trying to think who I saw online uh, within the past few days. I just can't remember who it was. And this this individual was saying that... Um, We've now accepted in the West, not just this country, but in the West, that those higher up the chain in the positions of, of power, right at the top of, of, of uh, you know, power in Western nations, are merely putting in place in, in positions like politicians, even prime ministers. Um, and this person described them as morons. Yeah. That we have such a low standard... That's it. Of people. That's the point. That's the point. Directing our country, our institutions, our government, everything. And we have such a low standard now of, um, you know, expectation from all areas of life that we've become accustomed to accepting this as becoming the norm. Well, it isn't the norm. Because it's failing people. And what this this person, I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been David Starkey, but I know someone else who said it, Steve, Cheshire Matters. Yeah, yeah Cheshire Matters. Right. We've, we've, we've been saying it, it all throughout, right yeah. from that's the right. very beginning, uh, right from the beginning. 
And what what this 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 guy was saying, who I saw the other day online, was saying this that right across Western nations now, we are seemingly, and he was suggesting deliberately, um, having people put into positions simply to demoralise nations because he was making the case that the goal is one world government, etc., which might sound a bit conspiracy theorist to some out there who like to ban that phrase about. But he was suggesting that... You know, we're having these so-called people or as leaders, they're not really leaders, put in positions to demoralize nations and ruin people's ambitions and then bring people and people become despondent about their own heritage. And you can see what's happening right across Western nations completely. It's disgusting. We've become so accustomed now in this country to accepting ridiculous levels of standards and leadership. It's totally bad. I mean, I was Go reading on. an article about a, a dental patient who had to travel nearly 3,000 miles to Turkey for a filling after being unable to find a dentist within 30 miles of his yeah. home. Some 15 minute cities are going to have to be extended, aren't they? Yeah, 15 just hour a bit. Cities. Just a bit, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I, I think what actually happens is, is that once you start to focus attention, and I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to make a point to Justin Matters, the MP, to actually investigate the provision of services from GPs and dental services within this town, just within Ellesmere Port, just as an example, to see what's going on. Because I think some of these GP surgeries are just trying it on. I mean, some of them have more receptionists and admin staff than they do doctors. Yes. And that's, just I find that incredible. From, I find that just incredible. Gonna, just going to mention this. My dad um, eventually got uh, an appointment to go down to his GP. And then hey, wait a minute. Stop. We discussed earlier on, we said we didn't have a father. He must be your stepfather because I called you a bastard. <laughs> yes, moving on. And tried to make a follow-up. Oh, he didn't, he, he didn't deny it. I don't care. Now, <laughs> the point is, um, he, he had an appointment and afterwards at the reception desk attempted to make a secondary appointment to be told, no, you have to wait until in the morning and phone this number and see if you can get one the following day. He said, well, I've tried this. I can never get through. And sometimes he gets up late very, because of... Um, difficulties and things like that. Um, he says, I can't get through. Can't you make the appointments here and now? I'm here. And they said, no, you have to phone up in the morning. And you can wait forever and ever and ever on the line. It's it's absolutely ludicrous that elderly people are told, and lots of other people too, are told that you can't book there and then when you stood at the reception desk. It's pathetic. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to give Mark hard? the last word on this. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, how come it's harder to get an appointment these days, but when you get to the doctors, the waiting rooms are empty? That's, I remember being young, the waiting the, rooms were yes, jocker, but you could get yes, an appointment. Yes, It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's a phenomenal yeah. It's a phenomenal thing, you know, to actually see, and you don't see it unless you actually go there. And you don't wait as long as you used to either. So you're in and out. There's no one waiting, but it's harder to get one. That's right. It doesn't really make sense. So I think no. your your idea of looking into this, it needs to be Oh, it's got to happen. And I hope that the other MPs in the other areas take a look and say to each other, well, what's going on here? Because these GPs, I mean, they will be saying that they're making, I don't know, maybe 40,000 average 
But no, it's about sixty. Well, you know, some of them, the the leaders of the practice are on a hundred, hundred thousand. So it all depends on the do- what's going on. Doctors' wages are eighty to a hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, they're not they're not down at forty. Well, apparently, so in certain practices, they are earning just forty thousand, just forty thousand. That's for one appointment a week. Yeah. Well, whatever. But anyway, yeah. okay. Well, I'm joking. By the way, I'm not actually putting that stuff on. You know what I was going to do then, and I hit the wrong button. I know. <laughs> just. Just before we do, have you seen that? Have you heard Lee Anderson's joining the uh, the GB News now? I did indeed, and I'm ringing the bell that. again because I was rudely interrupted by the gazelle. It doesn't normally happen because this is one of the politest guys <laughs> on this podcast. But as it is, I'm going to do it again. Here He's not polite enough to be invited onto your little film at the start oh, of the week. Like you me. don't know oh, what's in the can. Cool. You have no idea what's in the can. You won't be saying that when you see what's coming out. Okay. That set him off thinking, didn't it? All right, okay, (laughs) shout-outs, shout-downs. Who wants to go first? Steve, we're going to give it to you. Yes, well, uh, I haven't got the specific details because um, I'm a little bit away with the fairies today. Oh, Uh, really? Not quite thinking straight, a little bit tired. But my shout-out is to JCB, actually, as they are developing hydrogen combustion engines. And I actually think this is the way forward. I think they're a tremendous British company. They're expanding. They're taking lots of new people on, apprentices, lots of research and development. And I think they are possibly leading the way for real change in terms of engines of the future. And I think this idea of electric vehicles will be a 10-year fad. And JCB, I think, know this and will be ahead of the pack developing these systems okay all right let's Excellent. move on let's move on to the gazelle go ahead gazelle yeah i'll just throw in my luna as always topical oh yes indeed go ahead because of all the house building that's going on so pause for effect there go ahead yeah it's all houses long pauses why the long pause because i'm a bear yeah all the houses built on floodplains, and there are a lot of them, they're building something around here, actually, will have foundations made of sponge in order to soak up all this surplus water. Okay. How sensible is that? Uh, I can see the logic. Yeah, okay, go ahead, carry on. All right, well, I've got this quote anyway. I'll throw in a quote, and then I'll ask me finish then. I got called pretty yesterday, and it felt really good. Are <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at <laughs> and it felt really good. I mean, the full sentence was, you're pretty annoying. But <laughs> I like to focus on the positives. <laughs> oh, very good. I like that. Go ahead, yeah. Mark. Well, I'm going to have to do a shout down. It's got to be to Matt Hancock. Yeah. It was. It's just all about him, isn't it? Yeah. And how he looked good. And, you know, there was terminally ill people who were, who were around when those lockdowns were happening and he was frightening them to death yep. and they just wanted freedom and to enjoy quality of life. So at the, at the end, yeah. Yeah. At the end. Yes. I find that atrocious. Okay. So those who just ignored him and just cracked on then good on them. Well, I've got a shout out and it is to Liverpool who beat Manchester United seven nil. What Ooh. a thrashing they got. Ouch. What a thrashing. And I have to say that I was hoping for eight. 
<laughs> I want it to be 8-0. But the truth of the matter is, Manchester United haven't had such a thrashing since the 1930s. Good. And I do not think that Man United will have been celebrating anything on the night after that match because that is a complete and utter rout. And so, to the team at Liverpool and to Jurgen Klopp, I'm glad that you did that because it proved the point because one of the biggest adversaries that Liverpool have in the league is Manchester United. It's the biggest competitive aggravation that goes on in football. You know, Man United, it isn't between Liverpool and Everton. It isn't between Man City and Manchester United. It's between Liverpool and Man United. And they have just proved what a team can do. And I'm sorry, I know they're made up of a lot of foreign players, but I was just, <laughs> and the manager is German. I, you know, as far we'll as I'm concerned, now, yeah? yeah, we waved that because <laughs> it was 7-0, seven 7-0. Nil. Seven nil. So there you and that's, go. That's since the 1930s, that? Since the 1930s, 7 0. Is that, is that when you two made that video? <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it was in black and white? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, the thing is uh, that the videos are going to have to be in black and white until we can afford colour. So that's, that's okay. That's okay. So if you but guys. Don't worry about it because in about 50 years, you can get um, Technicolor will come along and start colouring them all in. <laughs> you know, like the Laurel Leonardi films, they're brilliant. Them. They're all in colour right. now. That was, Actually, I well, that's I, I, we I'm, were watching Trevor. No, you weren't. I was just about to say <laughs> that's going to be the remake between you and Trevor, the way you're going on. But there Trevor, you go. Look, look closely. You've got the thin Stan Laurel. And you're <laughs> <laughs> talking about stats. Stats. Can there. you hear these insults coming out? It's pure jealousy. Pure jealousy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Techie, fiddling with your knobs. To go on about my techie skills, which, by the way, aren't too bad now. Oh, really? Uh, Which is John McEnroe look with your headphones pulled down like it looks like a headband on your head. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm not being funny. Like the other week, me and Trevor, we were losing the will to live before you were getting Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with Mark. It was just a situation. And then him with his 50 pence inside. Between the two of you, it's (laughs) chaos. (laughs) 50 p there isn't any internet in this country well, you can get from 50 pence it takes about four days for three words to go now it's 75p in it inflation <laughs> and that. well that's it that's it I want everybody to start saying good night good night say good night Mark good night all there you go that was very quick and Steve well, I've seen the time you see so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying goodnight it's a big camp and I'm saying goodbye ladies and gentlemen I'm saying goodbye don't do goodnight it's a bit yeah. too he's too saying goodbye ladies and gentlemen long. because he's not going to be back <laughs> we're going to we're going to call him the raven is going to get ringed simple as that <laughs> so, uh, say goodnight the gazelle he didn't look very manly in that video singing Tainted Love, did he, earlier No, on? he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm out of here. Le Wolf, baby, Le Wolf. Avant-garde dog. Actually, I keep on calling you avant-garde dog and you're a gazelle. Well, you can identify as whatever you want. I'm identifying as a brick wall to Steve now. He's talking to it. 
Don't try talking, Steve, because I will mute you immediately. I'm having no more of this. <laughs> stop, stop this. Listen, that'll be pressing this mute button. <laughs> and there he is, gone. <laughs> Listen here, you're going to have to stop doing all this. We've got to try and do some sensible reporting on here. God's sake, get your act together. Look at him, look at what's in this velour tracksuit top. You look like Gemma Collins, for God's sake. Honestly, God, look like a proper man. You two there in the other video the other day. Honestly, God, flipping out. We need proper.